1: Interesting conversation this week. We often start our episodes talking about the weather. But this week, we're doing a whole episode on weather witching. What is that about?
0: Well, so we actually got a question from one of our listeners. Yep,
1: I have it here if you'd like me to read it.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. Sure.
1: So Abby, who's a listener of the show, sent you a message and says, Hello, it's me again. I just thought of a topic for your podcast, weather magic. I recently met an elder that hosted an enchanted walkabout tour through our parks and rec department. He has a weather weavers group on Facebook where everybody combines efforts to help weather distressed areas of the country. She had a couple of questions that she wanted to talk about with the context of weather magic.
0: Which I refer to as weather witching because, (laughs) you know... I learned it in pagan centers. Uh, I, I honestly, no, I didn't. I didn't learn it. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, I learned it. No, I just started doing it. And this is one of those things that I just remembered yep. from a past life. I I didn't actually get trained in it. It's less magic and more negotiation. Oh, so it's it's more uh, communication and negotiation. Okay because there are weather gods.
1: Okay. I was just going to ask who are we negotiating with?
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. There are weather gods. And so you have to talk to them and, you know, not many people do. Okay. And so they're usually really happy to hear from you. Oh. And and especially if you're being respectful. And so, you know, for instance, a friend of mine who was my shaman, he and his wife-to-be were getting married on a particular day in June and, and we were having the wedding outside and I was the best woman for, for the bride, maid of honor, whatever you want to call it. We, she called me best woman, so that's why I called myself that. <laughs> he had set up a request with the weather gods for a bright, sunshiny day and he got it and it was beautiful and it was, you know, it was 73 degrees, which would be perfect except that we were standing in the beating sun, right? <laughs> And so I was just sitting there as things were starting to coalesce and we were starting to, to get ready to do the, the ceremony and stuff. And I asked the weather gods, I was like, can we get a little bit of a breeze? You know, and I'm, I reached out to the wind because uh, the wind is an elemental. It's mm-hmm. not subject to the weather gods per se. It's it's, it's its own thing. And I have been the wind in a past life. Mm-hmm. And so I remember what it's like to be the wind. And so we, we have conversations, me and the wind, on a semi-regular basis, most of which is, no, no, don't pick me up. Don't pick me up. <laughs> because they go, you want to play? You want to play? You want to play? Hey, we missed you. And I'm like, don't pick me up. Because they are ADD as shit. <laughs> if you let them pick you up, they, they may drop you. It would be bad. And they wouldn't even think about it. You'd be like, ah! because they don't understand physicality per se. But I talked to the wind and I was like, hey, can we get a little bit of a breeze going here? That'd be really nice, just a little bit of a breeze. And, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we could do that. And so they kicked up the breeze for us and, and that was good, but it wasn't quite enough to make it cool enough. And then I was like, mm. and so I reached up to the weather gods and I was like, can we have a little bit of a low front? Can we get a little cooler? Because it's, it's pretty hot. And you know, wearing fancy clothes and could we get just a little bit cooler? And they were like, mm, we can, but because of the high that's there right now that you requested, if we do, there will be violent thunderstorms. And I said, Okay, everywhere but here. And they went, Yeah, we can do that. And I was like, okay, cool. And so we got just the slightest sprinkling of the lightest rain and the cool air came in and it was just enough to make it perfect. And I looked at the weather map that night. I looked at the news and I watched the news that night and there was a ring of violent thunderstorms and there was a center that was where we were, where there were no storms. (laughs) So, so it's a negotiation right you know he had he had paid his obeisance to them for the weather and I was just serving as an intermediary in the moment and so you know I don't often mess with the weather because it has those kinds of impacts right mm-hmm. you know there's for the weather is a complex structure and if you've ever heard of meteorologists talk about their their software you know it's a complex structure right. and so i don't often mess with the weather because it can have unintended consequences but it can be done and i have done it on several occasions uh, uh, one other occasion was when his wife actually before they got married she and i went on a cross-country trip and we were driving across montana and i saw a green thundercloud And I had never in my life seen a cloud that was going to turn into a tornado, but I knew immediately what it was. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Right. And so I'm like, I floor it. I'm doing 125 miles an hour trying to find an, an exit. Now, if you've ever driven through Montana, they call it big sky country for a reason. It is, there's like nothing. I couldn't find an overpass. I couldn't find an exit. I just, I was There was nothing. And I'm like slamming on the the gas and I'm like, screw it. If the if I get pulled over by the cops, I'm telling them I'm running from the tornado and they can find me if they want to, you know, if they can catch me. (laughs) Doing 125. Right. And we were camping that night. And the tornado had not happened yet, but it was coming and I could feel it. And so I reached up to the weather gods and I'm like, guys, we're camping. I need to not be with a tornado. Can you make that be somewhere else? <laughs> like, just not where I'm camping, please. And they said, yeah, no problem. And the tornado came down 20 miles from us, which if you know anything about tornadoes, is like a half a minute away, yeah. right? <laughs> it, it landed 20 miles from us and didn't come near us. So those types of things, I do weather-witching for <laughs> You know, there's uh, there's a lot of situations where where people engage weather witching. And so, you know, these the people that you, the questioner was talking about that Abby was talking about uh, with the the group of people trying to do rain uh, service, I assume, for California would be my guess. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's some things that people may choose to do. So 2002, mm-hmm. I think it was 2002, it was 2001 or 2000 pretty sure it was 2002 rites of spring which is a pagan gathering in western mass run by the earth spirit community sent out an email to what must have been since there are 600 attendees of this event every year they had to have sent it out to a list of a thousand okay that's just my guess saying that if it did not rain there would be no fire circle because there was dry conditions and that we couldn't have a fire circle and who in their right mind thought it would be a good idea to send to a thousand pagans that it had to rain. If there was going to be a fire circle, I don't know.
1: I'm guessing you got some rain.
0: We got so much rain that the, that year's event was nicknamed "rites of sprinkle and "rites of rain, depending upon who you ask, because it poured in sheets. (laughs) Never, I had attended that event many years and never in my life had I seen so much water come out of the sky. And it would stop just long enough for each of the rituals that happened and just long enough for the fire circle. (laughs) And then it would go (laughs) again, right? It was just, you did not walk outside in that until, unless you, Absolutely had to, because it was so wet. And of course, you know, we're in cabins, thankfully not camping. There were people who were camping. Yeah. And unfortunately, the campgrounds were at the bottom of the hill. Oh, I no, had no idea what they were doing. They they had to have been swamped. But yeah, don't tell a 1000 pagans <laughs> that you need, <laughs> you need rain. It's <laughs> a really bad. Yeah. Especially when you send it out a week and a half in advance and there's plenty of time to bring the weather in. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh no, that was just not wise. <laughs> I tried all my weather clearing for the rain and it just was not having anything to do with it. And you know, the reason for that was because there were a thousand people behind it. It's like, oh, really? Okay.
1: Well, you you're talking about weather sort of weather witching in these these couple stories you've given with regards to the wedding and, and this case, which were, you know, pretty benign requests with regards to the weather. Yeah. But one of the questions that Abby did have was with regards to weather being used as a weapon or in warfare or things like that. Is that something that happens? Do we know of uh, outside of uh, conspiracy theories, I'm sure. But is that something that happens?
0: I will be honest, I haven't done a lot of research into it. Okay. It's uh, not really my ballywick, Mm -hmm. uh, but I did have a friend a few years ago who insisted that it did. He, in fact, told me that he had reached into the energy of Katrina when she made landfall in New Orleans and Houston, and that the storm itself was screaming that she didn't want to do it. Okay, That there was stuff being done to increase her, uh, strength. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said that that was the case. And, and he said that he knew of the eight grandmothers, I think, and I'm not familiar with them, but, um, he said that they had, they had been doing work to try and undo that. So I don't have personal experience with it, but when Abby asked the question, I did reach up and talk to the weather gods And they said that, yes, things were being done to mess with the weather. Okay. They don't have a point of reference for war. They don't have a point of reference for, you know, one side versus another. They just know that things outside of them are messing with their world. Mm -hmm. And so that's all they could tell me.
1: Also, you had mentioned earlier, and this kind of ties into the conversation with the weather gods that you've talked about. You had mentioned earlier the difference between the elementals and the weather gods. Yeah, can you go into a little more detail about that for the listeners? I think that's a that's an interesting difference that I'm not sure everyone fully understands.
0: An elemental is literally something whose existence is a specific element. So you have fire elementals and you have wind elementals and you have earth elementals and water elementals, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, wood nymphs, for instance, are like wood elementals. okay. Right? Whereas the weather gods are more like a – they have a bigger picture piece, right? So it's more like a collective consciousness of the pieces and parts that go into creating the weather.
1: Versus it sounds like the elementals are more singularly focused – essence of the thing versus the okay
0: yeah so it's it's kind of like the you know the the weather gods have dominion over the elementals if that makes sense
1: yep that does make sense
0: So they're kind of like the directors.
1: Okay. Right? Is there a way or is there sort of rules written or unwritten around how a person should engage with the weather? I mean, you asking the weather gods to put a tornado somewhere else because you're going to be camping is one thing. Uh, Obviously, that has an effect on the the other place that it gets dropped down. So are there rules around how uh, ethically a person should work with the weather or the weather gods?
0: Well, so the first thing you have to recognize is that there are they're sentient beings of their own. Okay. And so you don't direct them so much as request. Request. Right. And sometimes the answer you get is no, right. You know, you got to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's where I say it's a negotiation, right? It's not something that you should do lightly for the reasons that I mentioned before, which is that, you know, it's a complex system and it's it's the butterfly effect is very real Mm -hmm. in weather witching. And so, I tend to not mess with it unless there's a really good reason with the exception of the wedding. Right. You know, Uh. (laughs) but that was pre-negotiated. So all I was doing was tweaking what, what had been requested. And he did it many, many months in advance. So there was plenty of time for it to be, Brought in without having a massive impact. And he, he didn't ask for it to snow in June. Right. Right. So, you know, he, he did it within the range of what would be considered reasonable in the moment. And so, you know, this is the, the sort of thing. And I did, I did something similar when I got married because um, we were having our wedding outside in September and so you know i was like hey can we have it be like 68 degrees that would be really lovely and given that it was in massachusetts that was completely within the realm of reason for the end of september it was also completely within the realm of reason for it to be 85 because it's (laughs) freaking massachusetts and if you don't like the weather wait five minutes right so that's why i made the request and we did we got 68 degrees which was lovely But again, I made the request many months in advance so that it didn't have a huge impact on the larger scheme of things, which I did mess with when I brought in the cold weather and created those thunderstorms, right? Right. So that's the sort of thing that, you know, that was 20 years ago. (laughs) You know, today I might not choose that same path, but 20 years ago I was... You know, I was like, woo, this is cool. <laughs> right. And I didn't think about the the consequences, but, and honestly, I wasn't sure. I, I mean, I, I believed it, but I didn't really believe it, but I believed it, you know, I was having the conversations and I was really clear that the conversation was happening and I really bought into the fact that it was real. But some part of my rational brain was going, Yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> you're just suspending disbelief, right? <laughs> right exactly. And so it, it I didn't quite know. And then when I saw the weather map, I was like, Holy shit, look what I did. Oh crap. <laughs> right? So it, it's it's one of those moments where you half of the time that you spend as you're just getting into this, the first half of of your time spent doing this work is spent going, I think I'm doing it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. You're like being Thomas the train, right? Right. <laughs> and you're just like, is this me? Am I, am I making this up? Am I imagining this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And you, you, it takes a long time to get over that. And that was still during my phase of going, I think I, yeah, I'm doing, I'm, I'm and you know, I sat there and I just spun the, the wind up. And I had a friend of mine watching me do it. And I'm like, I'm just, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just bringing in the wind. And she's like, really? And then the wind goes, whoosh. And she was like, oh. <laughs> And of course, I'm just playing it cool going, oh, yeah, it's just the wind. I got it covered. <laughs> and inside I'm going, oh, with her, right? I'm <laughs> just like, that's freaking cool, right? But, you know, you don't think about the bigger picture when you're still in the prove-it-to-yourself phase because it feels more important to prove it to yourself than it does to be responsible. And, you know, we all do what we can with that. But if you're going to do weather witching, do it well in advance. Give the weather time to have its own experience and, and bring it into fruition, bring your request into fruition without it causing major disruption. And recognize for the people doing weather witching around California, recognize that as you pull moisture from one area, it's going to have an impact because you're pulling it away from another area. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying really in the negotiations that you're having around the weather witching, make sure that you're clear where the water is coming from so that you know that you're not doing a disservice to another region that needs the water too. Right. I and mean, California really is a desert. The water that's in California, it was never meant to service as many people as are there. Right. And you know, in California and in Nevada and in Arizona, which is where the Rio Grande runs down to, right? It's in a natural state right now it's yes the water is down but it's natural for the elements to have droughts and and extended periods of rain and you know that and yes it's it's a problem because we've overdeveloped because we've stopped being conscious about being in, in alignment with the land and and so you know in pulling water towards it you're actually going to be impacting other areas that will also be in their natural state, which they should be in overabundance because that's their natural state. And so everything you do has an impact on everything else, you know, just be conscious and talk to the weather gods and see what the impact is. Ask if they can take a little bit from everywhere and bring it okay. to the region rather than trying to suck from all one place, Excellent. which still could have its own impact, right? which is why I don't do a lot of it. <laughs>
1: It's an ethical question as much as it's a an effect question um because there's it's very difficult to like you were saying you can't do something positive for one place without it having some other impact on another place so it's yeah. it's it's a really touchy one to do
0: yeah, weather is a zero sum game, yeah, so you know it's it's a little bit more dicey to play with, okay so
1: Cool. I think we've learned quite a bit about weather witching and weather magic here today. Certainly for me, it was stuff I had never heard of before. So this is this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, there was one other question that Abby had. Maybe we can touch on this before we wrap up. But she wanted to know about the weather gods themselves. So... When you say you're or you reach out to the weather gods, are you reaching out to another plane? Or she had mentioned that she had heard some stories that suggest um, from old maps that suggest that the weather gods actually exist um, on some islands in, in, the, in the middle of the ocean or something like that. Do they live in our physical plane or are they more in the astral?
0: Oh, ask me hard questions. Um, <clears throat> the weather gods are ele- uh, they're, they're elemental related okay elementals are a function of the physical reality okay because they exist on the physical plane Mm -hmm. the weather gods therefore are also physical plane entities Mm -hmm. in the way that fairies and elves and trolls are physical entities okay so same same concept and you know do they have to have a place to live i presume that they do fairies and elves and trolls do so uh, I've never asked them where they live, but uh, it would make sense that they would have a place that they live. And if I were them, I'd live on an island too, yeah. just because it's an easy in and out. Mm-hmm. The, the ocean is a wide open space. And for weather, it is a quick path that can gain strength through, through islands. And most of the islands, the vast majority of the, the islands, if I'm correct, I think are within the... The uh, tropical band, mm-hmm. which would allow for a growth process of the any sort of weather element. So it would make sense for them to live on an island. Again, I have not had a conversation with them to ask them, and I'm not sure they would tell me if I did. Yeah. You know, it's not really smart.
1: They wouldn't invite you over for tea?
0: Well, it's, it, you know, if you... If you are such an influential being, especially right now, if I'm talking on a podcast and I'm sharing the information with a lot of people, right. they probably don't want people to know. They don't yeah. want them to come looking for them. You know, it's, it's sort of like paparazzi, yeah, right? exactly. You know, uh, so I imagine that they probably wouldn't tell me, but... <laughs> um, you know, it would make sense to me that that would be the case.
1: Awesome, logically speaking. Well, thank you to Abby for a really cool topic. This was this was a lot of fun, and to everyone, yeah, thanks
0: for making me think, Abby. Yeah,
1: I know that that last one. I you know I said that that it was my job to ask you the hard questions, but honestly, that was Abby's question. That wasn't mine. So <laughs> all Abby, <laughs> all yep. Abby. Um, all right. So if you do have questions or things that you want to ask Kelly, or if you have some idea for an episode of Spirit Chirpa. Email her, Kelly K E L L E at Kellysparta and you can put in your question and things like that there. Also, if you go to Kellysparta.com, that's where you can subscribe to Kelly's mailing list. Lots of cool information and things going on there. And speaking of subscribing, we want you to subscribe and rate the podcast and whatever podcast listening platform you are tuned into Spirit Sharp on.
0: And I have a I have a favor to ask And Joey doesn't know I'm going to do this. So he's looking (laughs) at me like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, I have a favor to ask because one of the things that we're trying to do is grow the listenership. And one of the best ways to grow listenership is to be interviewed on other podcasts. And so if you are listening to a podcast that is not spirit Sherpa right now, and you would like to hear me be interviewed on that podcast, could you please send me an email and let me know what the podcast is that you're listening to and why you think it would be cool for me to be on it? Because that would help me a lot in the research because there's so many podcasts out there and you guys are going to be the best indicators of who's going to like both podcasts because you're listening to both of them right now. Mm-hmm. And so I would really appreciate it if you would send me the name of the podcast and why you think it'd be good for me to be interviewed on it. And that would really help me out a lot.
1: And that's a great idea because there's so much really cool content being created out there that sharing it in a way like this is a great way for us to even learn about shows that we may not be aware of because there's there's some really cool stuff that people are creating in, in the podcast community. Uh, I am a huge supporter of it, so I think that that's a great idea. So again, same email address, kelly at KellySparta.com, where they can reach out to you or on your Facebook page or now on Instagram, right? You're more now active on, on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so there's lots of places that you could reach out to Kelly if you have anything that you want to get to her. Is there anything you want to say to sort of wrap up for the week?
0: Try not to get wet when you're playing with the weather gods.
1: <laughs> if we only only listen to that piece of advice more often. Okay. (laughs) That is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone.
0: Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, I leave behind a little fear